Howdy humans, it is at Fruity is Alex here once again for another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. We have entered year two. This is the first month of year two and what an end to year one we had from both brands. Um, I guess to talk a little bit more about what's in store for year two... With me at this time is at I am Chris Thunder. Chris, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is always a lot of fun to do. Dude, I've been loving this. I've I've legitimately ridden the first four months of year two already. Well, I, I, I did have that. And then we uh, we did the draft and I went, I guess some things are changing. Yeah, um, should we, I guess we're not going to spill all the beans about it, but I will say there was a trade made off air that will be in effect after this month's episode. Ooh, is there still one that is in effect after maybe a week or two? Yes, there is that. I allowed that to happen. Um after week two, a particular person will be eligible to do whatever he wants. Yes, indeed. But never mind that shit. Here comes the dirt sheet. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, uh, before you get into that, because you made a Here Comes Mongo reference, absolutely kicking myself I didn't draft Mongo. Oh. Yeah, you you missed out big there. Yeah. Anyway, what what does the um, what does the dirt rags have to say, brother? Yes, we go to the rag sheet by Terry Belaya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, nice little uh, WCW throwback there for you. But yep. uh, in terms of fugs, it's reported there's been a fallout in ECW management leading to a split between the owners and some of the talent parting ways for various other promotions. I would guess that this has something to do with things bouncing. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere off in the distance, there's a a blackjack looking (laughs) at his stock investments. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, yeah so, so you got more details on that? Go uh go uh listen to the uh the draft episode and you'll be caught up. <laughs> yes. As the uh the forbidden door was opened. <laughs> yes, the forbidden barbed wire wrapped door. Um yeah, this is I would assume I'm just gonna make a guess. We're going to see a fair few debuts on this episode of Fugs from both brands. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think this could be one of the most fun episodes we do. Um, I've got a really different concept that I'm doing for my show. You're doing the Royal Rumble. There's lots of shenanigans that's going to happen. So It's a Royal Rumble. <laughs> did, you ever go, did you ever go back and find that clip of Vince? Of him going, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> every early 90s WWF Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, I suppose the last thing before we move on, a couple of off-air trades and a few little surprises we added after the draft with uh, a little bit of an ECW twist that you might see uh, pop up here and there. But um, I think once it's popped up in both our shows, we'll explain outside of the show context what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, next month, man. Next month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, so, yeah, WWF Royal Rumble this month. Uh, but I think we start down in good old Atlanta, Georgia for some wrestling. Uh, what do you got, my friend? First of all, just quickly before we get to this, I did forget something from the draft episode, and that was that we were going to draw three twists each for the draft episode. So we didn't even do that. So craziness could happen after this episode because we're going to do four twists. Oh, hang on. I'll don't. I'll note that down. So then I know. Oh no! Oh no! 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 There's no, a no. lot. Of, there's a lot of new nice twists in there. So hopefully you get some nice ones. Hopefully you just get a heap of free agents because I, I honestly don't want your mania story to get messed with too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have a, a little idea where I'm going after some things changed, and it's pretty much going to just stay the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose when you're ready, we can start over with uh, WCW and where they're building. Uh, yes, yes, because if you recall, uh, humans, we had Starcade last month, and it was a huge, huge uh, pay-per-view, and we are kicking off the new year with the WCW versus NWO World Tour. All right, hang on a second. That's right, wrestling fans. We are in Canada. We are at the Molson Centre in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yes, I did use the theme song from TNA's Team Canada to bring us into this. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is week one of the World Tour in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Nitro kicks off with Stone Cold Steve Austin with the World Heavyweight title. The NWO spray paint has been washed off of it. Austin is celebrating huge with his title and... Austin announces that he is taking that one and done rule. I'm going to take that one and done rule and throw it in the trash. So if anyone who had to wait for a year for another title shot wants to come out here right now and take a shot, come and take it. Out comes Ric Flair, who says that him and Austin have a storied history in WCW. The fact is, that him and Austin have had three pay-per-view matches and Austin has never beaten Flair in any of their matches. 
So how about you give me a shot right now, big man? Austin accepts the challenge and the match is on. We are not holding back. Austin versus Flair for the World Heavyweight title. 25-minute match. Austin eventually finally gets his big win over Ric Flair. Fair and square in the middle of the ring with the stunner. And he is still the World Heavyweight Champion. After the match, Austin gets interrupted by Scott Hall, who says that since Bash at the Beach, he's been hanging on to a contract. If you recall, both outsiders got a contract each, saying that they could get a title shot whenever they wanted. Only two of those contracts, Sean's and Kevin Nash's, were used that night. Not Scott Hall's. It's a contract that guarantees him a shot at any title whenever he wants. And if you look back over the past six months, every single person that challenged Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight title, except for you, Austin, I beat on Nitro before that pay-per-view that they were challenging for the title. So you give me a shot, big man. So it's going to be Scott Hall versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the World Heavyweight title at WCW NWO Revenge. And we go forward, and it is, and it is Molly Holly already in the ring, awaiting her opponent, and it's the debut of Montreal's own Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon, five-minute match. Luna gets the win with the Luna Eclipse, her version of the Slingshot Vader Bomb, to a thunderous hometown ovation. Hooray! I thought you were gonna say. It's her version of the Ember Moon Eclipse. No, no. Uh, this is a legit move she had, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I did contemplate giving her that move because of the pun. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, I can't have Austin and her doing like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so Luna Vachon debuted in WCW. Big win in front of a hometown crowd. Arn Anderson comes out to celebrate his television title win. He says in the era he comes from, the television title meant a little bit. The television title proved the holder to be the best in-ring technician, and the title was the stepping stone to the world championship. He announces that he heard word from the new investor that the television title will be defended under the Lucky 7 rule. This is for all my NWA power fans out there. Which means, if a television champion successfully defends his title seven times in a row, he will get a shot at the world title whenever he wants and wherever he wants. So I ain't gonna waste any more time. I'll defend this title every week on TV against whoever wants a shot so I can get to that seven. Barry Windham comes out to accept the challenge. Windham versus Anderson. This is a hard-hitting back-and-forth match, but Anderson wins in 10 minutes with the Spinebuster, and Arn Anderson has one win on his road to the lucky seven. The Rude Dudes celebrate their big tag team title win backstage, but they get interrupted by the Savage Animals, who inform them that they will be challenging for tag titles at... Uh, WCW NWO Revenge. Um, hang on. 
Sorry, I just need to plug in my mouse. <laughs> All right. And we should be ready to go. All righty. Uh, it is also announced that Trish Stratus will be defending her newly won women's title at Revenge against the NWO's sensational Sherry on pay-per-view. Uh, sorry, I sort of lost my spot a little. Um, the Rock comes out for his first promo in WCW. He does all of his signature catchphrases. He has a bit of fun with it. Um, but he gets interrupted by Kevin Nash. Nash challenges Rock to a match at revenge because he wants revenge for Rock screwing over his click brother, Shawn Michaels, last night. The Rock says, did I piss you off last night, Diesel? Who replies, no, my name's Kevin. Sorry, Vinny Vegas. Didn't mean to offend you. Nash says, no, my name's Kevin. Sorry, I didn't hear that, Oz. What's your name? My name is... It doesn't matter what your name is. Nash gets pissed, but he goes to walk away, but quickly turns back around and hits Rock with a big boot. He then goes for the jackknife, but Rock gets out of it and hits a huge rock bottom. And it is time for the main event segment. Vince comes out. He says that as the new hardcore champion, he's going to make some changes. No longer is the title on the line for the entirety of a pay-per-view. It can only be, def be defended in a contracted match. He announces that at Revenge, Shawn Michaels will return at WCW because he's going to give him four weeks off so he can help find his smile again after losing the title last night. And at Revenge, Shawn will be in a match and he challenges any wrestler in the world to accept his challenge. Also, Goldberg proved last night he deserves a title opportunity after helping me become the hardcore champion. So, at Revenge, whoever the television champion is by the time we get there, Goldberg will face. McMahon then says, as... For Miss Elizabeth, how about you come out here right now and make your little announcement? She comes out and says that she wants to introduce the new majority shareholder of WCW. McMahon cuts her off and says that the WCW stock was, was selling real quickly this morning. As soon as it went public, it was selling like hotcakes. But he knows someone that bought all of the remaining shares. Someone who is the 49% majority shareholder of WCW. The product of my semen. The juice from my grapefruits. Oh, sorry. Wrong song. Out comes Shane O'Mac. Shane's doing his shuffle. Yes, the contract says McMahon. It says Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane comes out and he's wearing an NWO shirt. He says that Miss Elizabeth, since you like to mess with NWO business, I think it's only fair that I book you in a match at Revenge against an NWO member that doesn't have a match yet. So it'll be Miss Elizabeth versus Beth. Phoenix. Elizabeth is shocked, but she reluctantly accepts. 
Elizabeth then says, since when is 49% a majority? Vince says, well, let me McMahon-splain this to you, Elizabeth. As soon as the market opened, within a couple of minutes, the public went nuts and 51% of the company's stock was sold. Probably thousands of people taking shares in that 51%. But no individual would hold more than the 49% shame bought after the 51% was sold. Elizabeth says, well, you should have done your research because I promised to introduce the new majority shareholder and it isn't you, Shane. It is this man. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Out comes Paul Heyman. Heyman comes out and he says that he had a look at the pay-per-view schedule for the year. He noticed that in February we have yet another NWO sold-out scheduled. I don't like that idea. I think that a WCW versus NWO revenge, whichever brand gets the most wins, gets to decide the following month's pay-per-view and have full control of that pay-per-view's booking. The McMahons accept. Heyman then says, uh, it's advertised as every NWO member will be in a match. And as I stand here, I notice two members of the NWO in front of me who aren't booked. Vince, since you are the hardcore champion, you will be facing a very special mystery opponent. And starting next week to help you with your training, I will give you a clue each week as to who your opponent is. Vince is pissed. Also, Shane, welcome to WCW. You'll be in a special false count anywhere match at revenge against Ken Shamrock. The McMahons are furious to end WCW versus NWO World Tour Week 1. Sorry, I had to go a bit long on that one episode. <laughs> That's all right. Good good showing. All right. I am ready to go on the road to Rumble. Yeah, you would be, but... Welcome to the Raw Zone. Yeah. Uh, next four weeks of Raw all coming to you from the uh, Manhattan Center in New York City Uh, show opens cold with a um, video from inside the DX Express Xbox saying how he's going to show the world that lightning is quicker than a dragon as DX is still in possession of all the championships without being champions Uh, that's a lovely little touch there I gotcha um so we go to the show itself. Broadcast team welcomes us to the Manhattan Center um, with the old school Raw set. And it's all been uh, uh, sort of like uh, the last time they tried to do an old school Raw. Yeah. Um, Commissioner Jim Barnett states, there were only a few short weeks away from the Royal Rumble, but we ain't slowing down as next month will feature both the Wrestling Classic and a World Tag Team Cup one night tournaments live on Raw. Ooh. Um, following that, there's a impromptu tag team match where Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle with Deborah defeat local talent before um, 
Kurt and Deborah are sort of celebrating in the ring, Jeff grabs a mic and says, we'll challenge anyone to step up next week in an open tag team challenge. Very good. Uh, following that, there's um, just a couple more short things. I've put a lot of stock into the Rumble this month, being a longer <laughs> match. <laughs> uh, Brie cut a promo saying that she's the leader of the locker room, but is confronted by the captain, Alicia Fox, and it seems that Alicia will be challenging uh, Brie at the Rumble. Uh, and then good. in the main event, there's a sit-down interview between Bret Hart and Gorilla Monsoon, Bret talking about how important it is to be world heavyweight champion and what that title represents to him as we go off the air. That's uh, awesome. I love it. Yeah, uh, keeping Raw a little bit shorter this this uh, edition as I've put, yeah, a lot into the Rumble. Yeah. All right. Uh, week, week two. two. The world tour continues. Yes, that's right. Thank you, The Clash, for this week's theme. We are in London, England, for week two of the world tour. We are at the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. Paul Heyman opens the show. He announces that tonight, in the main event, Stone Cold will defend his title against another one-and-done victim, Eddie Guerrero. Also tonight, Shane, told you I was going to start putting you in action. You will have your first ever in-ring match for WCW tonight against the mighty Yokozuna. Oh, and Vince, here's your first, oppo- uh, your first hint about your opponent at Revenge. This bleach blonde superstar made a name for himself in the early 90s with his bleach blonde hair at the time and his surfboard. We kick off the action tonight with the debuting Maven teaming up with the debuting Lash LaRue already in the ring to take on the Rock and Roll Express. 10-minute match, finish comes when Maven and Lash have control, but the lights go out. The entire Ministry of Darkness surround the ring. Kane comes out, chokeslams all four men whilst Undertaker watches from the ramp. Undertaker says, Sting, I heard Heyman's clue. How dare you disrespect me by ignoring my ministry? And moving on to McMahon. We will destroy everyone each and every week until we get our hands on you. I gave up on the accent there. You are no icon. You are a sacrificial lamb that is about to rest in peace. Sherry Martell squashes a local talent following that. Uh, The honky-tonk man comes out and challenges anyone from England to a match right now. I hate you goddamn English people with your goddamn crumpets and your tea. And out comes... It's the British Bulldog with his braids and everything. He quickly squashes the honky-tonk man. Um, 
Batista and Macho cut a promo about how the Rude Dudes never deserved their title shot in the first place because they got screwed over in the number one contenders match by Arnie and Jesse. But where are they now? Gone. Now the tag titles will come back to the NWO. It's announced next week that we will have a T20-man Big Bash Battle Royal to determine the number one contender for the US title against Edge at Revenge. Arn Anderson defends his TV title against the debuting Billy Kidman. The match goes 14 minutes, 59 seconds, one second away from the time limit. But Double A gets the win with a huge spine buster. Double A uh, shakes... Billy Kidman's hand out of respect after the match, and Arna has two title defenses under his belt on the road to Lucky Seven. We see DDP leaving his yoga studio. He gets stopped by a messenger who hands him a letter. He reads it out loud. Dear Dally, you make me harder than a diamond. Your secret admirer. DDP looks really confused. Shane McMahon versus Yokozuna before the match. Heyman announces it's a hardcore rules match. Yoko is dominating for 10 minutes. They brawl up the ramp into the backstage area. Back to the ringside area. Finish comes when out of the crowd comes the debut of the Giant. Huge knockout punch to Yokozuna. Giant throws Shane on top of Yoko and Shane McMahon pins the once mighty Yokozuna. The Giant reveals an NWO shirt. After the match, Heyman says, Welcome to WCW, Mr. White. It's unfortunate to see that you're a part of the NWO, but now that means you have to wrestle at revenge. And your first opponent, uh, and your opponent at the pay-per-view will be the first ever WCW champion, Ric Flair. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Eddie Guerrero for the world title in the main event. 25-minute classic back-and-forth match. Eddie has Austin in position for the frog splash. Austin moves out of the way. Hits the stunner on Guerrero for yet another title defense. After the match, Austin is celebrating, but Scott Hall jumps him, throws him outside, hits an outsider's edge on the announce table, and... Uh, this week's episode ends with Hall holding up the title. Ooh, that is a bit exciting and different. Yeah. So, uh, building up quite a lot there. I didn't expect you to be on such a world tour. Yeah, I, th- I thought, you know, I haven't really done the different arena thing every week like you, so let's have a crack at it for a month. <laughs> Fair enough, then. Um, Where on earth was I? I've lost my notes. Um, I I can book it for you on the fly if you want. You probably wouldn't. (laughs) (coughs) Isn't that a twist? Yeah, that that is a twist that's in there. Oh, man. Uh, So, week two. Again, update from the DX Express. China cuts a promo saying that nine is better than eight and that her gender won't hold her back as she's admiring the European Championship. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, following that, Alicia Fox has a uh, match against a debuting 
ODB. Oh, baby. <laughs> um, quick match, bit of back and forth. Alicia runs ODB into the ropes before trapping her in a bridging Northern Lights suplex for the pinfall victory. Nah, that's awesome. Uh, we come back from commercial. There's a vignette of Andre the Giant just working out in the room, looking impressive. Uh, oh, who is it? Not, um, oh, I've lost my note. I didn't write that in. Alfred Hayes? No, um, Captain Lou. Captain Lou goes to ask him something, and he just pushes Captain Lou over in a fit of rage, looking like yep. a man possessed trying to get his championship back. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Jim Vignette. Uh, immortal, yeah, immortal tag team open challenge match. Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle with Deborah defeat another local team. Kurt and Deborah seem a bit perplexed by this, but Jeff grabs the mic again, calling out another team for next week. Ooh. So, uh, second half of the show, another quick update from the DX Express with Iron Mike Tyson saying that he'll hold on to this Intercontinental Championship, saying that he will float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Beautiful. Uh, there's a quick match of the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart defeating the Bushwhackers easily and then closing the show is a quick uh, Briscoe's Body Shop segment. Jack and Gerald are talking up uh, Jack trying to capture back the Intercontinental Championship. Awesome. That sort of wraps up week two. All righty. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, I'm, I love the idea of the Body Shop segment, by the way. With the Briscoes, yeah. I think that's really smart. Um, Andre and Jim. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I'd recently heard a story from Kurt Hawkins about the first time he ever met the great Carly. He was in the gym, and he was doing seated rows with the lat press, <laughs> like the lat pull down machine. He was. He had to use that for seated rows. That's just insane. Andre would be the same. Mm. Anyway, week three of the WCW World Tour. Uh, Will be happening in 10 seconds when this YouTube ad is finished. (laughs) Five seconds. God damn it, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and his menu log. Oh, I could go for some knackers. We are here for week three of the World Tour, and we are live wrestling fans. G'day from down under. We are in Festival Hall in Melbourne, Australia. Get ready for a hard night of body slam and pile driving action with me, your host, Jacko. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well done, sir, but I'm surprised with the music you didn't choose a different <laughs> guest commentator. Well, that does lead us uh, into the opening match of the evening. Uh, before we get to there, Heyman opens up with another hint for Vince McMahon. He informs us that Vince's opponent is known as an icon. Hmm, someone that used to have blonde hair, surfy boy, and an icon. Interesting. 
Uh, he also announces that Stone Cold Steve Austin will be teaming up with The Rock tonight in a tag team main event against the Outsiders, a main event in any land all over the world, any show across the world, any time of year. Huge stuff. Also, next week in the main event in Tokyo, Japan, it will be a big in Japan match with the Giant versus Yokozuna. Uh, and we kick off the action tonight with the T20 man Big Bash Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, this is for the number one contendership for the US title. Uh, the contestants are, I'll try to get through this quickly Eddie Guerrero, Mr. Perfect, Honky Tonk Man, The Day Booing, Chris Canyon. Rikishi, Maven, Lash LaRue, Barry Windham, Tully Blanchard, Michael Hayes, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, Arthur Seeker, The Day Booing, Meng, Billy Kidman, The Day Booing, Amazing Red, The Big Boss Man, Farouk, and The Executioner. And hang on, someone tried to call me and it showed up on my laptop and I lost my notes. Here we go, we got our notes back. Goddamn Apple and connecting everything into one thing. Um, it's good. <laughs> Meng quickly eliminates Maven, then Amazing Red, and Lash LaRue, and Honky Tonk Man, and Barry Windham, and Tully Blanchard, and Ricky Morton, and Robert Gibson. Meng has quickly eliminated like eight people. But out of nowhere... Billy Kidman drop kicks Meng over the top rope to end Meng's incredible debut. But Kidman gets quickly eliminated by Farouk. The executioner eliminates Michael Hayes, continuing their little kerfuffle. We then see in one corner Rikishi and the Wild Samoans. The other corner, the Ministry of Darkness. And by themselves in their own respective corner, Canyon Eddie Guerrero and Mr. Perfect. All of a sudden, the lights flicker and down from the rafters comes Sting, who beats the ministry with a baseball bat. Guerrero eliminates Boss Man. Perfect eliminates Farouk. Canyon eliminates the executioner. Sting leaves back into the rafters. But quickly, the Wild Samoans eliminate Canyon and Mr. Perfect. The final four are Rikishi, the Wild Samoans, and Eddie Guerrero. The Wild Samoans run at Eddie. Eddie ducks, pulls down the ropes. Both Samoans go flying out of the ring. Rikishi then goes for a Rikishi driver, but Eddie slides out the back, pushes Rikishi over the ropes. Eddie will challenge Edge for the U.S. title in Mexico City at WCW NWO Revenge. The Von Erichs beat the debuting Godwins. <laughs> uh, people have to lose sometimes. But after the match, Kane comes out and chokeslams all four men whilst Undertaker dares Sting to come back out. We get a Ken Shamrock training video, and, it's, and he says, at Revenge, I'm going to break Shamrock. Shane McMahon's ankle. Simple as that. Beth Phoenix and Sherry Martell completely dominate Molly Holly and the debuting Lacey Von Erich. After the match, they continue the assault, but Miss Elizabeth tries to stop it, but they beat her down too. 
But Trish makes a save and runs off the heels. A tag match involving the four opponents of Revenge is made for next week. Uh, Edge has a few words about Eddie winning the Battle Royal. Just some typical heel stuff there. Some good stuff. Uh, the Rude Dudes beat two locals and then get sneak attacked by the Savage Animals. They they hit Macho Bombs on a Rude and then a Macho Bomb onto Dude Love. Uh, Arn Anderson continues his road to the Lucky Seven. His uh, challenger this week is Diamond Dallas Page, a huge opponent for him this week. Ten-minute back-and-forth match with DDP reversing out of the spinebuster into a diamond cutter for the win. DDP is your new television champion. After the match, Goldberg comes out, spears DDP. He then grabs some steel steps and drops it onto the back of Arn Anderson's neck. Arn Anderson gets stretched out of the arena. Uh, Goldberg's a savage. Well, no, that's the other guy, I guess. Uh, main event time, The Rock and Austin versus The Outsiders. 20-minute match, dominated by the faces at first. But Vince McMahon comes out, distracts the ref. Hall low blows Austin. Rock grabs a chair and swings at Hall. But Hall ducks and Rock accidentally nails Austin. Jackknife onto Rock. Outsiders edge on Austin. Hall pins Austin 1-2-3 to end Nitro. Wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah, just a crazy little dream tag team match, I guess you could say, and I'm giving it away for free on TV because WCW. Yeah, I suppose. Um, Sorry, I'm just trying to find my newts here. Yeah, big bash battle royal. (laughs) You gotta say the uh, the old famous line, I suppose, with that uh, theme before we move on. Oh, what uh, old uh, chew for twenty two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Got him gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other guy. Yeah, that's the other guy. I should have had him, but we just had Jacko was hosted for the start of the show. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, week three, another. DX Express to kick off the show. Uh, this time, the New Age Outlaws are saying they're the better role models, uh, role models than the Legion of Doom. With Road Dog adding, "Oh, you didn't know about Hawk." Ooh. Yeah. Uh, got <laughs> uh, Kfa. Uh, was it Twist? Wellness yeah. violation last month. So, uh, alluding to that, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I thought I just need to explain myself there so it doesn't look like I'm going, here, have this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know there's art imitating life, but uh, that might be a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, quick quick addition this month, not really much of a note. Brie Bella defeats a debuting Havoc in a non-title match. It's a quick match. Uh, Brie wins with the Bella Shote. I love the Bella Shote. <laughs> A vignette with the Road Warriors and Paul Allering saying that D-Generation X are nothing but disciples of the apocalypse and that the Legion of Doom will be the authors of pain in their championship retain, uh, regain at Royal Rumble. I love it. I love it. Um, 
Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett Immortal with Deborah defeat another local team. <laughs> Jeff goes to call someone out again, but Kurt seems upset and mad and just sort of walks off with Deborah torn. And in the main event, per the special request of Jim Barnett, only one man can go first. It is Mark Henry versus George the Animal Steel in a loser goes number one entry into the Royal Rumble match. Ooh, love it. So it's a back and forth match here. George at one point goes to uh, feast on the foam. The referee pulls him out of the corner as Mark is charging. Mark hits his head on the exposed steel ring. And then sort of George just sort of casually falls on top. One, two, three. Mark Henry is pinned. Mark Henry is going number one. Ooh. Yeah. I thought, Very good. thought that'd be a, uh, a good way to end Raw. Definitely. Somebody's got to go first. Yep. Uh, your turn, my man. All righty. It is my turn. Um... Indeed, it is definitely my turn. No, just filling Week in time. Week <laughs> W-C-W from Tokyo, Japan. Yes, this is week four. Uh, live from the Corrigan Hall, let's just skip forward the song a little bit. All right, tonight's main event is a big in Japan main event with big uh with the massive giant against the mighty yokozuna and we'll have more action as well because wcw is here at korokan hall in tokyo japan and we are going big in japan thank you alphaville for your song big in japan um old time like favorite 80s song one of the best all right, Heyman's final hint for McMahon is that his opponent is known for a swinging a signature weapon. McMahon comes out and says he's sick of the games. He will beat Sting at revenge. I rule this world, Heyman. McMahon then kicks Heyman in the balls and leaves. He's just, you know, strutting up the ramp, just all arrogant. Oh, by the way, since uh, Vince won the hardcore title, he's taken to wearing a do-rag. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yes. Um, I get miss- it. I know what you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more to come in coming months. Uh, miss Elizabeth and Trish Stratus versus Beth Phoenix and Sherry Martell. Five-minute match. Beth Phoenix hits the glam slam on Trish. But Elizabeth surprises the world with a roll-up for the win on Beth. Maven is already in the ring here in Japan, and his opponent comes out, and it is the debut of the Great Muda. Crowd's going nuts. Uh, Shining Wizard, Muda Salt, one, two, three, less than a minute. This Tokyo crowd is going nuts for their homegrown star, the great Muta. 
DDP comes out to defend his TV title. His opponent is Rikishi. They go for about eight minutes, but eventually DDP wins with the diamond cutter. After the match, DDP cuts a promo in ring about Goldberg for Sunday. He gets interrupted by another messenger who reveals a letter that says, I love the way gold looks in your hands. DDP looks disgusted and drops his belt, but he gets sneak attacked by Goldberg, who spears him and poses with the TV title. DDP has one defense on his road to seven. Austin comes out and questions Rock about hitting him with the chair last week. Rock comes out, gets in Austin's face, and is visibly upset. Both men look like they're going to come to blows, but they get jumped by the outsiders. Jackknife through the announce table on Rock, and Austin gets hit with the outsider's edge in the middle of the ring. And once again, Scott Hall holds up the world heavyweight title. And next up is the Savage Animals versus the Dudley Boys. 15-minute match. Finish comes when the Brood Dudes distract Savage, who turns around into a 3D, and the Dudleys get a shock victory over the Savage Animals. Uh, wow, Edge I didn't cuts. Expect that. Oh, yeah, sorry. no, that's all right. Uh, Edge cuts a promo on Eddie Guerrero, and it is time for the main event: Yokozuna versus the Giant. At one point, Shane McMahon tries to get involved, but Ken Shamrock lays out Shane. The finish comes when Yoko hits a huge crescent kick on the Giant, drags him to the corner for the bonsai drop. But Vince McMahon comes down, lays out Fuji, grabs his salt, throws it in Yoko's eyes. The giant gets up, chokeslam to Yoko off the second rope, and Yoko goes flying right through the ring. They break the ring. There's a massive hole in the middle of the ring. Think about like when the big show did it to The Undertaker back in like 98 or 99. Oh, it would have been 99. There's a massive hole in the ring. Yoko's out cold. The match is thrown out, but the giant celebrates to end Nitro. What a monster. And we went huge in Japan. Yeah. Wow. A really good go-home show. Yeah. just uh, I've been wanting to do a break the ring spot for about a year, and now that I've got the giant on my roster, it's the right guy to do it with. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was just finding my spot. So, week four, Manhattan Center. Starts off with the DX Express. Hunter Hearst Helmsley saying that he's the blue blood, born to be world champion, and he's simply claiming his rightful place this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Beautiful. We have uh, a Brie Bella Alicia Fox contract signing, but Brie attacks Alicia before Alicia stuns Brie, lays her out, placing the captain's hat on her head, as they are ringside photographers take photos. Awesome. Uh, quick promo here by Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, saying that he just wants to be a good husband and uh, father. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kind of guy that does the best he can. Loves his wife and son just as much as can. I forgot half the lyrics, but yeah. Great song. Check it out, humans. <laughs> oh, man. Um, a quick promo here by Jake the Snake Roberts issuing an open challenge for Heat 
this Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Um, commentators run down the announced matches we've got so far. Uh, light Heavyweight Championship, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus X-Puck. European Championship, Andre the Giant versus China. Intercontinental Championship, Jack Briscoe versus Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, World Tag Team Championship, the Road Warriors with Paul Arring versus the New Age Outlaws. World Championship, Bret Hart versus Triple H. Uh, Women's Championship, Brie Bella versus Alicia Fox. Uh, and the Royal Rumble match. Oh, uh, I'm very pumped up for it. Uh, following the sort of rundown hype-up of the uh, pay-per-view, we have Anoki coming out with Liger and Bull cutting a promo saying how he wasn't invited to compete at the Rumble, but he is here to restore honour to wrestling and Anokiism. They're attacked from behind by the Funks, leading to a possible uh, match at the Royal Rumble. Beautiful. As the uh, referees come down and separate the men. Uh, closing the show, we have the Immortal Open Challenge, answered by a pissed-off Mark Henry for a two-on-one handicap match. Mark Henry just attacks both men, laying them out. One's on the outside, pulls Jeff over the ropes, throws him inside, attacks both, lays both men down on the mat, pins them both, one, two, three, then throws them over the top rope, screaming, that's what I do, as we go off the air. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love yeah. where that's going. I can. I got an idea, and if it is what I'm thinking, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, time for World Tour NWO Revenge. Yes, this is uh, WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, <laughs> the tagline for this month is, Revenge is a dish. Best served stone cold. Uh. <laughs> Terrible. Get it. <laughs> All right, let's open up this show. Our theme song today is from the WCW NWO Revenge video game soundtrack. We get an incredibly cinematic opening video featuring a truck driver driving south of the border. The truck is going past Arena, Mexico, but a dark shadowy figure is standing in the middle of the road. It's Sting! The truck driver is shocked and simply says, what? We then cut to a fast-paced montage of the WCW and NWO superstars in action tonight. The video ends with a picture of Scott Hall and Steve Austin staring at each other and lightning coming out from their eyes, shooting at each other, causing a massive explosion that leads into the opening pyro of this pay-per-view. And if you've ever played WCW NWO Revenge, you could picture everything I just said to you. <laughs> Not for many a moon, but uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, just... I. Literally scripted the entire revenge video game intro, which I had to rewatch for writing this. Um, 
Yes, Bobby Heenan and Jim Ross welcome us to Mexico City. A reminder that whoever gets the most wins tonight, either WCW or NWO, determines who gets full creative control of the booking for next month's pay-per-view, either Paul Heyman or Vince McMahon. We kick off with Ric Flair versus The Giant. This is a five-minute match, but The Giant quickly squashes Ric Flair and then with the choke slam, the NWO are up 1-0. Boo. Beth Phoenix versus Miss Elizabeth. It's another super quick match as Beth squashes Elizabeth in three minutes with the glam slam and the NWO are up 2-0. Oh, my God, this is not good. This is not good for WCW. Next up is the WCW World Television title match, Goldberg versus DDP. Surprisingly, after eight minutes, DDP has the upper hand. He hits the diamond cutter on Goldberg. All of a sudden, on the big screen, we see home video footage of a backyard. Oh, my God. Someone's filming DDP's wife. We hear a distorted voice saying, Dally, doesn't she look happy? I'm trying to do a distorted voice. I probably just shouldn't. (laughs) Playing with your dogs. She's probably happy because she knows she doesn't deserve you. But I deserve you. You will be mine. I will make sure you're mine when she's no longer in the picture. The video fades out. DDP looks shocked. Turns around. Spear jackhammer. One, two, three, Goldberg, new television champion, NWO up 3-0. After the match, Paul Heyman comes out. And he says, Goldberg, you know you don't deserve that win. But no matter what happens next month on pay-per-view, the television title will be on the line. Oh, and I will make you defend that title every week leading up to it. So if you make it to the next pay-per-view, I just want you to know a pay-per-view opponent has been decided. Paul then leaves. Goldberg grabs the mic and says, whoever you've chosen, you have 20 count to come out here. I'm sick of all these mystery opponent bullcrap. I'm not playing games. Get your ass out here so I know whose ass is next. I'll even count down from 20. And if you don't come out here, I'll make everyone on this goddamn roster pay. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. Hang on. 11, 10. Oh, my God. The countdown's been interrupted. Something's counting on the screen. What could this be? The lights go down. Lights are flickering. Lights are flickering. Boom, 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 Goldberg looks confused. He's pacing back and forth. No, it couldn't be. Holy crap, it's Chris Jericho. He does his signature pose. He turns around and he has a microphone and he says, Welcome to World Championship Jericho. And I am the savior 
of World Championship Wrestling. And for those that don't know me, I am Chris Jericho, your new hero, your party host, and most importantly, the most charismatic showman to ever enter your living rooms via a television screen. And for those who do know me, <laughs> all hail the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Now, when you think of television superstars, you think of people with sex appeal, star power, and able to generate ratings at the drop of a hat. And a television star is what this once proud and profitable company sorely needs. Television ratings, downward spiral, pay-per-view buy rates, plummeting. But that's why I am here. Chris Jericho has come to save WCW, and my first action will be to take the television title from the hands of this overinflated greenhorn. So Greenberg, after next month, you will never, eh, 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 ever be the same again. Jericho poses and leaves. Goldberg's furious. Goldberg starts to take out referees and cameramen with punches and spears. Goldberg gets mad and leaves with his new title. <sighs> wow. Uh, also building off of some apparent real life tension between those two men. Yeah. Goldberg doesn't seem to play well with Canadians from what I'm picking up. No, no, apparently not. Um, so yes, I took a fair bit from Jericho's debut promo against the rock and sort of changed it and modified it. Um, but we must move on as much as my voice doesn't want me to after saying that ever thing that killed my throat. Uh, WCW US title match edge versus Eddie Guerrero. Eddie gets a huge ovation here in Mexico city. This is a long 35 minute classic back and forth technical match. Lots of technical counters finish comes when Eddie hits three amigos on edge. But as edge goes up for the third amigo, one of his legs flies out and knocks out the referee. Eddie goes up and he goes for that frog. Uh, Eddie goes up top and goes for that frog splash. He pins Edge and the crowd is going nuts, but the ref is out. All of a sudden, out comes a man in a gold mask and gold bodysuit. Heenan says, hey, that's one of Mexico's, Mexico's own Los Conquistadores. The Conquistador has two chairs. He hits Eddie over the head with one of those chairs. He helps Edge up. They hit a huge two-man concerto on Eddie. The Conquistador wakes the ref up and Edge pins Eddie to tremendous heat from the Mexican crowd. It's almost a riot in the arena, Mexico. Edge and the Con Conquistador continue their assault. But out comes Chavo Guerrero Jr. The crowd goes wild. Chavo starts fighting off the Conquistador and Edge. But Goldberg comes down and hits a huge spear on Chavo. The three men continue their assault on the Guerreros. But out comes Conan. Conan chases off the three men with a chair and helps the Guerreros up. The Mexican crowd are going nuts for this. 
But nonetheless, the NWO are up 4-0. So this is horrible for WCW. You get a vignette of the ministry. They say that when Sting is finished with Vince tonight, they will meet him in the ring. Next up is the WCW Tag Team title match. Savage Animals versus the Rude Dudes. Finish comes when the Rude Dudes have Macho set up for the Dude Awakening, but Batista runs in, spears Dude Love, Macho Bomb on Dude Love. One, two, three. The Savage Animals are the new WCW World Tag Team Champions. Absolutely shocking. After the match, the Savage Animals handcuff Rude to the ropes and beat up on him. Goldberg comes out once again. This dude snapped after what happened with Jericho. Goldberg comes out once again. He grabs the ring steps, repeatedly smashes it into the skull of Dude Love, who's laying on the mat and now a bloody mess. Rude has to sit there and watch this. Clearly, the NWO have a point to prove after what happened at Starcade and what's happened earlier tonight. And they want to send everyone on their way to hospital. And the NWO are up 5-0, and if WCW lose one more match, it's all over. Vince McMahon's backstage, he's warming up, and the Savage Animals, Goldberg and Edge, come in, and Vince tells him that he isn't an idiot. He knows Sting will be his opponent tonight. He will come down from the rafters for sure. So how about you guys head up the rafters and beat the crap out of him and send him down to me? Next up is Shane McMahon versus Ken Shamrock. And Shane announces that he has a little bit of stroke around here, so it'll be a no-holds-barred Falls Count Anywhere match, as previously announced. I don't know why I wrote that. Um, They brawl all over the arena and back into the ring. Shamrock has Shane set up in the ankle lock, but out comes the giant who attacks Shamrock, throws him out of the ring. He sets Shamrock up, up. up on the Spanish announce table. Shane climbs the top rope, does a huge diving elbow off the top rope through the announce table, but Shamrock moves just in time. Shamrock then hits a monstrous belly-to-belly on the giant through the English announce table. He gets Shane, throws him in the ring, puts the ankle lock on him. Shane taps out. After the match, Ken Shamrock refuses to let go. He yells, I'm going to snap it. I'm going to snap it. He twists the ankle and breaks the ankle of Shane McMahon. He grabs a chair and goes over to the giant who's just starting to get up and he completely bends that chair in half over the giant's head. He then hits multiple belly-to-belly suplexes on security trying to get him to stop. Shane and the giant both get stretched out and put in an ambulance and rushed to a local medical facility. WCW's finally on the board, 5-1, And it's now time for the women's title, Trish Stratus versus Sherry Martell. Eight-minute match. Sherry has the upper hand, but Trish Stratus hits a huge chick kick and gets the win out of nowhere. WCW gets another point on the board, 5-2. The Rock versus Kevin Nash is next. Bell rings and Nash goes for a big boot, but Rock catches it. Spinebuster, people's elbow, one, two, three, less than a minute. After the match, Nash is furious and goes to attack Rock, but he eats a rock bottom for his troubles. 5-3, WCW's slowly catching up. Uh, It is now time for the WCW Hardcore Championship match. 
Vince McMahon comes out. He is waiting for his opponent. He's got his do-rag on. He's all oiled up and huge with his hardcore title. Paul Heyman then comes out to introduce Vince's opponent. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome performing live Metallica. Oh, my God. It has to be Sting. Surfboard from the 90s. Icon. Swinging a weapon, and now Metallica here for the second pay-per-view in a row? Oh, it's got to be Sting. No. That's not Seek and Destroy. Hang on a minute. Didn't there used to be another guy that used to have a surfboard in the early 90s? Isn't there another icon that used to swing a weapon around? Oh, nah, it couldn't be. <laughs> Let's just skip the song forward a bit. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, it can't be him. Pyro goes off. Bit of high budget for this one. And out he comes through the crowd. I just talked over the bit where Metallica said Mexico. I'm specifically playing a live performance from Mexico, from Metallica. Oh, my God. Enter Sandman. It's the Sandman. He takes his time coming out to the ring, drinking beers through the crowd, smoking cigs, busting himself open. The match begins. We see the NWO in the rafters, helpless, looking down at the Sandman, just like shrugging their shoulders like, you sent us up here, man. What can we do? Uh, the Sandman's just decimating Vince with the cane. Shane is in hospital with a broken ankle. The Giants there with him. Hall and Michaels probably aren't watching because they're preparing for their matches later tonight. We get about five minutes of the Sandman just destroying Vince with a kendo stick. Vince is a bloody mess. White Russian leg sweep. One, two, three. Noob hardcore champion. The cane swinging hardcore icon. The Sandman. Sandman celebrates with some beers and heads into the crowd. 5-4 in favor of NWO, but WCW are catching up. Oh, yeah. Good match. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about those hints about how they could have easily have been Sting? I think because you were pushing it so much until the Metallica one, I was thinking, um, oh, Blade Runner's partner. Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. well done. I completely <laughs> forgot about uh, yeah. Sam, man. I suppose yeah. because you go to watch it on the network and it's just da 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, and Sandman legitimately used to wrestle in like a surfing suit and come out with a surfboard. N-W-A-E-C-W. Yeah, yeah, that era. Just ridiculous. All right, out comes the Ministry of Darkness, Farouk Bossman, the Executioner, whilst Paul Bearer, Michelle McCool, Papa Shango, Kane, and The Undertaker watch from the ramp. I've really put a fair few people into this group. They call out Sting. <laughs> the lights flicker and Sting is in the ring. Taker has a mic on the ramp. He says, Sting, 
after what you did in the Battle Royal, did you think we wouldn't want revenge? Everyone have a shot for mentioning the name of the pay-per-view. You've hey. done it. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker says, you've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. I can't allow you to think you can just walk away. The end is now. And this is going to be your judgment day. Uh, if you get that lyrical reference, you get it. Uh, Farouk, Bossman, and Executioner go to attack Sting, but the lights flicker. All of a sudden, Great Muda's is in the ring. Three on two advantage is just a little too much for Muda and Sting, despite their efforts. The lights flicker again and in the ring. Oh my God, it's Vampiro! Vampiro, Sting, and Muda beat down the three men. Shungo and Kane are about to head down the ramp, but Taker stops them. He says, let our guardians learn a lesson. Shining wizard on boss man from Muda, nailing the coffin from Vampiro to Farouk. Scorpion death drop from Sting to the executioner. Taker and the other ministry members on the ramp leave. The lights flicker and Muda, Sting, and Vampiro vanish. Vampiro debuting in Mexico City. Well done. Uh, yeah, we're almost there, folks. Uh, next up is the return. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> yeah, scratch that. Uh, just quickly. It's a debut. <laughs> Backstage, Paul Heyman announces that despite who is booking next month, I'm sure Vince will agree with this decision. Tomorrow night on Nitro, the Ministry of Darkness, represented by Boss Man Farouk and the Executioner against the Great Moon of Vampiro and Sting. Also, we will have a hardcore championship main event of the Sandman versus the Giant, who doctors say will be medically cleared for tomorrow night. And next up is the return. Of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. He comes out for the first time since Starcade. He looks confident. He grabs the mic and says, It doesn't matter if he goes on last or second to last or first. Whatever match he is in is the main event. So, whoever that Walrus Heyman has lined up for me, send him out now. Oh my god, this song's rapped by someone who sounds somewhat familiar. What is this? Oh my god, it's the debut of Ray Mysterio Jr. coming out to his song from the WWE Originals album Crossing Borders. <laughs> There's a music video and everything. Uh, oh, sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But I figured he should use use that because it's a song about him starting off in Mexico and we are in Mexico City and out yeah out comes the debuting Rey Mysterio Jr this crowd is on fire right now Shawn Michaels is just laughing at Rey Mysterio he keeps like motioning about how small he is and then like keeps saying you got to be this tall to have a match against me and blah 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 but Rey doesn't seem phased this is a match that's literally happened once. 
So, dream matchup here, really. This is a classic 30-minute fast-paced match. Lots of awesome high-flying lucha spots and technical counters. The finish comes when Sean goes for sweet chin music, but Ray dodges it. Head scissors, and Sean... Uh, Ray dodges it, hits the head scissors. Sean lands on the rope. 619. West Coast pop. One, two, three. What an upset. It's all tied up. 5-5. Five, five. It comes down to the main event. Ray Mysterio gets the win. After the match, uh, members of the NWO come out and attack Ray Mysterio, including Kevin Nash and Goldberg. But out comes... Chavo, Conan, and Eddie Guerrero, and they run off the members of the NWO. Chavo, Conan, Eddie Guerrero, and Rey Mysterio celebrate in the ring. They're all propping Rey Mysterio up, and this Mexican crowd is going nuts. All right. So Rey Mysterio in WCW on the board. Woo. Um, yeah, that match has only happened once, which is so surprising to oh, me. Wait. What did it happen on? Was it like a, a Raw or a pay-per-view or what? It was it was the Raw and it was Eddie Guerrero's tribute episode. And it was oh. an incredible match, but it's just like kind of tough to go back and rewatch because of the emotion involved. But I'm pretty it's sure just... uh, Ray gets the win in that then, if it's a tribute <laughs> episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ray is now 2-0 and against Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> This is canon. Um, all right. Scott Hall versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the World Heavyweight title. Hard-hitting, fast-paced, 15-minute brawl. They go all over the ringside area. Up the ramp, back into the ring. Hall gets up a hand, hits the outsider's edge, but Austin kicks out. Hall gets frustrated, knocks out the ref. Out comes Edge, who goes to hit a spear on the groggy Steve Austin, but Austin pushes Edge out of the way. Edge spears Hall. Stunner on Edge. Stunner on Hall. Hall does his ridiculous stunner cell that he did at WrestleMania 18. Uh, the ref wakes up for the slow three count. Austin retains WCW win 5-6 in favor of WCW. After the match, out come the, sh the Savage Animals, Goldberg. They go to continue attacking Austin with Edge, but Austin hits stunners on all four of the NWO's champions. Uh, he walks up the ramp, but he gets stopped by Paul Heyman, who says, with that win, it's official. For the next four weeks, Nitro isn't happening because it is going to be the February to Rememberary. <laughs> It will be four weeks of WCW Hardcore TV live from the Hammerstein Ballroom. And the pay-per-view will take place in Philadelphia in the 2300 Arena, the ECW Arena, because it will be WCW living dangerously. I figure I might as well make some match announcements while we're here. Sure, Michaels, you'll have another hand-picked mystery opponent. The Outsiders will take on the team of Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, two former ECW alumni. The Savage Animals will defend their tag titles against the team that beat them on Nitro last week, the Dudley Boys. 
Trish Stratus will defend her title in a rematch against ECW alumni leader. Goldberg, you will be put through hell for everything you did tonight, and you will be lucky to make it to living dangerously. Edge, you will defend your United States title against this man. He points to the ramp, and out comes the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And Stone Cold, obviously I haven't forgotten about you. I got something very special for you. You will defend your world title against, and the lights go out. They come back on, standing right in front of Austin with his finger in the sky. Heyman continues, the homicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu. Heyman then says, in ECW fashion, all the other matches will be mysteries before the pay-per-view and tomorrow night. We will have all of the title challenges compete in a beat-the-clock challenge against randomly selected opponents. Whoever wins the beat-the-clock challenge will main event living dangerously in their title match. Next month, WCW and the NWO will have to come face-to-face with the tribe. Of extreme. Credits roll. This is worth the wait, humans. All right. I guarantee you, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever written. We see an empty arena, Mexico. The crew is tearing down the ring. When all of a sudden, a portal opens up in the ring, and out of the portal comes this... We see two silhouettes, and we hear this voice. Yes! Brother Nero, they knew we'd come! Nero says... Broken Matt, did your time machine actually work? Is this really 1990-something? Matt replies with, Ah, yes! We are on an expedition to prove we are the greatest tag team in all of space and time. We have travelled to the fantasy realm of two Australian casters of the pod. To prove our broken brilliance, yes! But first, we must blend in. Did you bring the scuttle of reincarnation? Nero pulls out two golden buckets filled with water. They grab a bucket each, tip it over their head, and they slowly start to transform. Yes, we see a heap of lights flickering. Slowly, the camera pans up them, and we see some form of transformation. They said they were going to blend in. Yes, we got classic late 90s Hardy Boys standing in front of us. Jeff looks at Matt and says, are you ready to take it to the extreme? As he's got his finger pistols up in the air. And Matt just goes, oh! 
we fade to black to end the pay-per-view. I thought you might like it because there's some time traveling involved. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really good. I really, really enjoy that. Um, Not where I thought you were going to go when you first brought them in, but uh, then you changed again. So it was really good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, To be honest, like I had no intentions of using the Broken Hardies at first, but I was like, oh, there's a way I can just do some of their greatest hits in one segment and then just move on. Uh, just you wait until another year or two and you'll be able to spin Matt off into version one and Jeff off into Itchweed. <laughs> then Willow the Wisp. Yeah. Yep. You can you do a World War Three. <laughs> uh, I suppose if you want to do a World War Three with only one ring, you could do it where he comes out very much like um Mick Foley at Royal Rumble. 99? 98, but yeah. 98, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely could do that. It's Brother Nero. It's Itchweed. <laughs> it's Willow. Willow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was my pay-per-view, and next month we're doing an ACW tribute pay-per-view. Thumbs up, man. Really well done, yep. as Thank always. You. Thank you. Uh, All right. I'm, pretty sure, I'm excited. I'm pretty sure it's been a... Uh, so far, what's that? 12 and 0? <laughs> I don't know if it's been that that much of a difference, but I will say my last few months have been insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I was doing all right there until you took um took Sean from me because I was building up everything yeah. <laughs> into, into the start of year two and the end of year one around uh, a lot of Sean stuff. So I had to... Uh, <laughs> scramble and redo stuff and hot shot stuff and uh it is what it is <laughs> yeah exactly uh, i think we'll have to do another something the fantasy book within a few episodes time so we could talk about this because man i i had to change my revenge card about five times <laughs> um, let me just tell you that television title thing there was so many title changes involved in that month that was just not meant to happen but i had to get to from point a to point b yeah all right so should we bring out michael buffer and get ready to rumbo uh well if i was over in the uk i suppose i could bring out Vinnie jones and go it's gonna be emotional <laughs> One of the greatest quotes of all time. Yeah, we should watch that one one time. We really should. That's a great is it, idea. Is it Insurrection? O two? I think it was like ninety eight because like it had Oh, it's like um Corporation uh, in the ring with him. It might have been one like one night only. Either that or like Capital Carnage was another one they did. I think it might be Capital Carnage. Yeah. Anyhow, it is time for the Royal Rumble. Broadcast team tonight is Gorilla Monsoon, Lord Alfred Hayes and Captain Lou with Howard Finkel doing the ring announcing. Uh, kick off for Sunday Night Heat It is Jake the Snake's open challenge answered by a debuting K-Quick. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, this is a pretty uh, fast match where um, K-Quick gets an easy win here. The men continue to brawl post-match after a small package roll-up with uh, K-Quick eventually throwing Jake the Snake into a moving truck and it pulling away from the loading bay. Awesome. Um, yeah, so broadcast team runs down the matches again. I'm not going to do that. We are going to the pay-per-view itself, kicking off for a hardcore tag team match. And Noki and Liger with Bull Meccano in their corner versus the Funks, Dory and Terry. Um, it is just all-out plunder, going through tables. At one point, Kyushin Liger, because that's his current incarnation with Enochiism, pulls out a spike and tries to drive it into Dory's head, who manages to spill through the middle rope to the outside. Um, Anoki's landing drop kicks. Liger sets Dory up on the announce table. Big splash through the announce table. Bull, while the referee's not looking, lays out Terry, just like a running shoulder charge. Rolls Terry back in the ring. Anoki drop kick pins Terry to uh, to uh, win for Anokiism there. Awesome. Next match is the light heavyweight championship. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the champion, entering versus X-Pac in possession of the championship, who happens to have China in his corner. Makes noise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who you wanted me to draft last time. <laughs> Terry, no! Terry, no! <laughs> oh, man. Um... Yeah, so it is uh, X-Pac here with China in his corner. And whilst the referee is attending to a chair that was put in the ring by China on the other corner, X-Pac, um, with help of... Uh, so Ricky is on the other side now with China. China's holding Ricky's foot. X-Pac does a spinning heel kick. Then China lets go, pins Ricky in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Ref didn't see the interference. And X-Pac is now light heavyweight champion. Bravo. Uh, following that is the European Championship. China staying at ringside. Now with Iron Mike Tyson in her corner. Taking on Andre the Giant, who is the champion. Uh, Gorilla mentions the immovable object meets the immeasurable force. Yeah. I think that's a line. <laughs> The irresistible force meets the movable object, but I'm just a freaking stickler and a nerd. <laughs> and you hear that every WrestleMania highlights package. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sort of a, a stare down here for a moment that Andre puts his hand out for a test of strength. China drops to her knees. Um, China eventually sort of um, tries to power out, trying to chop Andre's legs out from under him, works him over. Uh, and as China goes to do a running clothesline, um, Andre bumps backwards into the referee, knocking the referee down. With the referee down, uh, Tyson runs in. They do a double body slam, and Tyson rolls to the outside, trying to wake up the referee, and um, the referee counts one, two, three. And China is now European champion. DX are two and zero so far tonight. Ooh, yeah. So uh, a little bit of help so far, but uh, the referee's none the wiser. Yeah, very good. 
following that Intercontinental Championship match on Mike Tyson, who has, what did I say he had? I have lost my notes. Uh, with the New Age, no, wasn't the New Age out, was, was, um, oh, Triple H, sorry. I changed my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson with Triple H ringside versus Jack Briscoe, who's the Intercontinental Champion. Before the match, Jim Barnett comes out to inform everyone that this is the match DX are using their stipulation for. Because if you remember going back to Survivor Series, DX won a stipulation for one of the championship matches at a time of their choosing. And they chose to have all their matches at the Royal Rumble. I forgot to mention that again on Raw. (laughs) That's all right. Oh, well. Um, And says that this match is now a first blood match. Ooh. So, as the referee goes to ring the bell, Triple H is just in. It is a two-on-one as Gerald is backstage. And we cut to backstage as um, Captain Lou's going, where's Gerald? And we see the New Age Outlaws have already laid out Gerald in the locker room. Ooh, okay. Um, it's an absolute drubbing with Triple H putting uh, a pedigree on Jack onto a steel chair. And Tyson pinning rather cockily in a boxing pose with one foot on Jack's Briscoe um, whilst he's bleeding, and the referee presents him the championship. Iron Mike, love it. So DX are now three and O against the champions after winning the Survivor Series match six nil. He is the Iron Continental Champion. Oh, come on, man. you got to let me save that for Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, stealing my pops at TakeOver. <laughs> stealing my pops on Fugs. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you accidentally said uh, one of my free agents that I was keeping a secret on our draft episode. We'll call it even now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, following that. Match number six, the World Tag Team Championship. The Road Warriors with Paul Ellering in their corner, the champions taking on the New Age Outlaws with X-Puck in their corner. The Outlaws have possessions of the belts. Um, Hawk doesn't seem quite right in his return match as their timing are off. Below the match, he puts his foot on the rope for a rope break, but X-Puck knocks it down before the referee can see it, and the referee awards the match and the pinfall to the New Age Outlaws, with Paul Allering and the Road Warriors all up in the referee's face, demanding that it was only a two-count and he had his foot on the rope. Oh, very good. Uh, Match number seven, one of the featured main event bouts. But before we get there, next month in Philadelphia. (laughs) Oh, no. I was worried about this. At the Wells Fargo Centre, we are going to St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes, just you wait. (laughs) Oh, we could do some shenanigans with this. (laughs) DX fires the first shot in the war. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, again, announcing the... um, the Deadly Games tournament for the opportunity to challenge the women's champ at WrestleMania, as well as a few other 
championship number one contender matches going into WrestleMania. Awesome. But yeah, more of that will become apparent on Raw. So, uh, World Heavyweight Championship match. Bret Hart, the champion, versus Triple H, who has the new age outlaws ringside, Triple H in possession of the championship. While DX are ringside, they're a non-factor in this match until Brett ducks a clothesline and referee uh, and Triple H inadvertently takes down the referee. With the ref down, DX begin to run in. Um, begin to run in. And are laying out on Brett before we hear the Heart Foundation music. It's Jim the Anvil Nightheart and the British Bulldog. What's he doing here? Oh my god! <laughs> um, they fight off the New Age Outlaws to the back, and it's both men left alone in the center of the ring. Both men fatigued, trying to fight for the championship. Brett tries for his sharpshooter, but can't quite get all the way in as Triple H rolls into a small package. One, two, three, and Triple H wins. DX are all champions as they all run off onto the DX Express and leave the building. Awesome. Uh, Brett just sort of seems dejected in the middle of the ring as we fade to the uh, the next video package. Oh, man. I'm now kind of regretting not letting Sean and the Outsiders hold the titles for one more month, just so the entire clique and DX <laughs> had the titles. I'm sure. What, well, I suppose it was partly done. They were in possessions of the titles for two, yeah. three months. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, anyway, um, co-main event of the evening is Brie Bella versus Alicia Fox. Uh, it is mostly just Brie taunting Fox until she gets caught off the ropes into a uh, bridging Northern Light suplex for a two count. Brie fires up, Bella Shote, one, two, three. Brie retains uh, with Alicia sort of having a breakdown in the center of the ring. Awesome. Uh, where are we? Because I put all this on a separate page. It is time for the Royal Rumble match. Here we go. <laughs> Start it up. <laughs> no, not them. <laughs> not them. So, um... Howard Finkel's going over the rules, blah, blah, blah. Two men start over the top rope. Both hit, feet have to hit the floor, yada, yada, yada. Number one, Mark Henry. Number two, Roddy Piper. And the bell rings. And Mark is just a man possessed. Quickly eliminates Roddy. No stuffing around. And just slowly waits for the time to run down. Number three, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And Mark quickly eliminates him. Number four, a debuting Disco Inferno. Yeah, baby. But don't get too excited as Mark quickly eliminates him also. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Number five, a debuting Alex Wright. Yeah, baby. Who Mark Henley also quickly eliminates. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Number six is Brian Adams. Yeah, baby! But he's also quickly eliminated by Mark as he's now racked up five eliminations. Oh! 
it is just a case of just Mark just throwing these guys over the top rope as quick as they can and just going, that's what I do. Yep, awesome. Number Former se- WCW hardcore champion Mark Henry, just a reminder, folks. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I just need to bring this up in a second. He had a cup of coffee in the big time, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, number number seven is Scotty Riggs, who again is quickly eliminated by Mark Henry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number eight is Buff Bagwell, because he's totally buff and he's got the stuff and he's yeah, Marcus baby. Alexander. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. But no, that matters because he's quickly eliminated by Mark Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. The lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. But even his nunchucks are no matches. He's quickly eliminated by Mark Henry. (laughs) Number ten. What does everybody need? Oh, yes. I'm into it. Al Snow. But as he goes to throw head at Mark Henry, Mark Henry just sort of sidesteps, scoops up Al and press slams him over the top rope onto the announce table and just then throws head on top of Al. Oh, did the announce table break? Uh, once he threw head on top of Al, it sort of comedy broke. <laughs> right, awesome. <laughs> awesome. He just sort of laid out there, and then uh, very much like that fan with that good shot of the uh, beer can, it just hit him, and he sort of flopped off the announce table. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11. Hello, ladies. I forgot you got him. Val Venus comes awesome. down. Goes to throw his towel in Mark Henry's face. Mark Henry, again, angry, just throws Velvenus over the top. And he's now racked up 10 eliminations. Number 12 in the match is Albert. Oh, my God. God. Everyone. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of debuts. (laughs) Yeah. But he's no match as well. Uh, Gives... Mark Henry a little bit of a fight, but Mark Henry uh, eventually gets him up over the top rope and is eliminated as he's eliminated 11 men at this point. And then we hear number 13. No. Yes. Number 13, unlucky for some, it's Taz. It's Taz! <laughs> yes. Number 13 is Taz. And commentators talk up, he's the ACW FTW champion. What's he doing here? <laughs> Both men going back and forth, sort of shoulder charging one another, trying to lay each other over the top rope. Mark Henry has Taz teetering. Goes to charge Taz. Taz low bridges. Mark Henry is eliminated. After 12 eliminations, Mark Henry is out. Awesome. Great stuff. So 
yeah, after <laughs> 13 entries, Mark Henry eliminates 12, and the only man left in the ring is Taz at this point. Uh, number third, uh, number 14 is William Regal. Number 15 is Fit Finley. Number 16, Luke Williams. Number 15, Butch Miller, as the ring slowly begins to fill up again. Number 18, Pat O'Connor. And there sort of seems to be a, uh, a sort of friendly alliance between the, uh, the Kiwis here as the Bushwhackers and Pat uh, tag team, uh, triple team and eliminate both Regal and Finlay in quick fashion as Regal and Finlay were fighting each other by the ropes. Awesome. Number 19 is Jeff Jarrod. And as Jeff is making his entrance, Pat is sort of goading him, going him by the ropes, looking up the entrance way. And Taz just walks behind him and eliminates him. <laughs> uh, number 20 is Kurt Angle. So we are two thirds through the way of this match and a lot has happened. Uh, remaining participants is number 13 was Taz. Number 16 was Luke Williams. Number 17 was Butch Miller. Number 19, Kurt Angle. And number 20, Kurt Angle. Uh, you meant Jeff Jarrett. You said Kurt Angle twice. Yeah, number 19, Jeff Jarrett. And number 20, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Number 21 is the Iron Sheik. And as Sheiky Baby is making his entrance, Jeff and Kurt are arguing about who should be eliminating Sheik first. And the Bushpackers just walk up, eliminate both Jeff and Kurt. But while they're doing that, Taz walks up behind them and eliminates both Luke and Butch. So in the space of a few seconds, we've had Kurt, Jeff, Luke and Butch all eliminated in quick succession. Awesome. 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 Uh, Sheiky enters the ring, doesn't stay long as Taz quickly eliminates him. Number I would 20... love I would love to see the exchange between Taz and Iron Sheik. <laughs> That's just incredible. Number twenty two is Dusty Rhodes. Number twenty three, Bruno San Martino. But Dusty and Bruno are still arguing ringside about who is the better man after their cowbell match at New Year's Resolution. And Taz eliminates both men. An empty ring again as number 24, an injured, injured Gerald Briscoe enters, quickly followed by number 25, Vern Gonya. Ooh. Uh, Vern is quickly eliminated by Taz and Gerald, and as Gerald is jaw-jacking because he's injured, saying that he's better, is quickly eliminated by Taz. Yeah, I love this. Number 26, the man who won the loser must go first, George the Animal Steel. Uh, that's, uh, good. that's good. Number 27, Stevie Ray. Number 28, PCO. And Ooh. together, PCO and Taz eliminate Stevie Ray. Number... 29, just tap out Tucker Mishinoku, making his debut. <laughs> um, but George the Animal still is eliminated by the team of Tucker, PCO, and Taz. And then the surprise entry at number 30. Hang on. 
What's that music? I'm sending lawyers. <laughs> oh my god. It's Hollywood Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> Who gets booed by the crowd? The crowd don't like this WCW on their show. <laughs> so at 30, we have Taz, PCO, Tucker, and Hogan. And Hogan eliminates PCO. Hogan eliminates Tucker. So it's down to Hogan and Taz. Winner gets to headline WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Back and forth, Hogan and Taz trying to outwork each other over the top rope. Taz suplexing Hogan. Hogan trying for the big lead drop, trying to each weaken down the big man. Taz looking groggy by the ropes as he's been in here for a long time now. Hogan goes to charge. Taz flows bridge. Taz! Taz wins! Oh! Hulkstar, come on, man! <laughs> yeah, that's I, awesome. I had to. I had to just do it once. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. I, I, I've been waiting for it for months, to be honest. Yeah, so... Uh, a little, <laughs> a little jab there at you. Oh, I messaged you the other day and was like, shoot at me, bro. Shoot at me. Come hard at me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. It's all good. Um, yeah, so going off the air at the moment, we have Taz versus Triple H. Incredible. As the, uh, the WrestleMania main event. And, uh, Brie Bella, the women's champ, the New Age Outlaws, the tag champs, um, China, the European champ, X-Pac, the light heavyweight champ, uh, Tyson, the Europe, uh, intercontinental champ, and then the hardcore champ, Antonio Inoki. Yeah, and not to mention uh, the British Bulldog jump ship. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah, weeks so. after his debut in WCW. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it had to happen. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, it's time for your favourite part of the show. I would think it is. Oh, hello, handsome. Hi. <laughs> oh, there he is. All right. Before we do this... Yeah. Well, what do I have in my hand here? I've got four little bits of paper. What am I doing with these? He's already drawn out his twist, folks. Hacks, <laughs> hacks. What am I doing with a piece of paper that says Honky Tonk Man? Jesse Ventura. I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Ultimate Warrior. Yes, these four men have been released by WCW. Jesse, Arnie, Honky, and the Warrior. We had some good times with those lads, but rather send them off while they're on top. Plus, the Ultimate Warrior got burnt alive inside of a casket. I can't really book him to wrestle at the moment. It's probably a bit hurt. Sure you could. I mean, if uh, Auden and Fiend can come back two weeks after being burnt alive, then why not? Yeah, that's true. I should have done um, 
melted Ultimate Warrior. So there you go. I'm, I'm disappointed you never did an Ultimate Warrior mirror thing. I I did have the chance to do it, and I thought about it at one point, and this was a very last-minute decision to release him. So, yeah. You um, get four extra free agent picks, don't you, or four extra twist picks afterwards? Uh, yeah, so I get four extra free agent picks. Yeah. So that's the rule. Um, after Hang the on. twists. Yeah. So I go go first because I'm bloody whatever you call it. Uh, yeah. Went last. Yeah. That's a good twist to have. It is. Hand pick your twist. Now you can either you do that now or save it for later, like I've done with a certain twist that I haven't mentioned that I've got. I might save it, man. Yeah. So that's a good thing to have. That's a really good... That could mess me up hard, too. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. This is for me. Your face. I've got an Elimination Chamber match coming up. Well, it is going to be February. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. If I wasn't doing an ECW tribute show, could the Chamber even fit in the arena? Oh, God. Um... It I have not fit in the 2300 arena, but I'll allow you a modified. I suppose you could do a modified take on an elimination chamber. I might do. Like, or you could have... do it on your nitro before. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I might just do that. <laughs> Although, or you can just it... go, 2300 arena had <laughs> a renovation. It can fit yeah. now. We ripped the roof off it so we could fit this monstrous structure in there. Uh, come on, give me something good. How many months do you have to use chamber in one? Uh, I have one month to use it. All right, you've got a twist that I don't think will make that much of a difference. <laughs> Uh, can I ask for how many? Is it just the pay per view? It is for a month. You have no fans. Oh, if this was last month and I'd booked Manhattan Center this month. Oh, okay. Uh, I let can, me just double check. I can work I, around that. I've I already got a, I got a plan. I will pull up the rule book just to double check everything. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, fans will not be allowed to attend your shows for a month, at least four TV shows and a pay per view. All right. Yeah. Oh, you have three months to implement this. Three months. So you could do it the month after Mania if you wanted. 
I'll look over my notes. Mm. I'm not doing it mania month because I know what I have going on there. That'd be a really bad idea. Depending on what debuts I have saved for Raw after Mania, I might have to just do it next month. Yeah. I'll just change the arenas, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so your second twist. Oh, the man does not look happy. This is a new twist. It is called Lost Their Smile. All right, I'm going to have to bring this up. You have two months to have one of your champions vacate a title and go away for a minimum of three months. Oh, God. Okay. Well, who's your current champs at the moment? List off all your champs. Well, I've got uh, Hardcore Champ, the Sandman, Television Champ, Goldberg, I've changed that so many times I had to think twice about that. US champ Edge. It's not going to be him. He's had the title for like almost a year now. What would you uh, say? US. Edge. US is Edge. Tag champs are the new tag team champions, the Savage Animals, Randy Savage and Batista. Uh, women's champ Trish Stratus and world champion Stone Cold Steve Austin. Women's. I'll tell you afterwards my idea for that off-air. Yeah, I've got an idea too. I've got a couple. Uh, Next twist for Raw. WWE. Yep. Alrighty. Let's do this. Oh, all right. You haven't gotten let off too easy. Another one. This is a bad time of year for it. But it will be a one-month suspension. Unless it's Hawk. Yeah, there's there's no way it's going to be him. (laughs) Famous last words and it's Hawk. (laughs) That's got to be Hawk. Well, good news is it's someone that hasn't debuted yet. Ooh. So that's the best possible scenario is if it's someone that you haven't debuted yet. All right. So what's that three twist you've had so far? Yeah, I'm keeping track. Um, Your third one now. Yep. All righty. This is not a good one. Talent exchange for one month. Um, this is Can not. Can you good. read the rule on that one? Yeah, I'm just about to pull it up. Uh, talent exchange. There will be three one-month cards, two two-month cards, and one three-month card. So this is a one-month card. Each promoter will randomly select one wrestler from the other promotion they will have for that the selected amount of time. Champions are not exempt. The only rule with champions is that they must have their title by the time they return to their home promotion. 
<laughs> so if so if you want, you can make as many title changes whilst you have them. Um that's a really dirty little I... thing that I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog Yeah that's real like nasty Well give me a minute Because this might change Just uh, depending on what happens here Who are you drawing first Just so we know Like out I'm of which tub I'm drawing out of WCW first Okay Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm <laughs> um, really sorry, dude. Lacey Von Eric. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> we're still going to decide if this is going to happen or not. Because if you recall, I have the power to stop this. <laughs> You're really going to use a save on this? Yeah, well. I looked it in my tub and right next to where I grabbed Lacey Von Eric from was The Undertaker. Uh, Which would have been cool. You could put the strap on him for a bit. Um, what do we do there? I suppose Um, that's a redraw. I would assume that's a redraw and probably a sign that I need to reshuffle a little bit. Do you redraw everyone or just... Just the the one, I would assume. Uh, If you want, I'll redraw from mine. If you want another crack at someone else. No, I'm just... Just so we know where we are. (laughs) I just redrew me. This is your other option. You can choose out of the two that's been drawn. Okay. Let's see what the other option is yet. You might still use your uh, save. Well, there's... Yeah. All right, hang on. We'll see who comes out of yours. Hopefully not another suspended person. Okay. I've realised something when I was looking at your roster the other day. You could put together a faction. I can put together many factions. You could put together a Uncle Cracker. Uh, is that the band? Yeah. <laughs> You'll get yeah. dealing. Dealing uh, with the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that. All right, um, one more twist each. Let's get this over and done with. So uh, I'm guessing the second option there stands then? You can take either red or lacy. I don't care. I'll take red if you're going to take Justin. Yeah, well, I figured you might not have might not have had plans for him yet. And, well, quite frankly, I've got a show coming up, so 
it would be good to just show up on. All right. Your last twist. This is for Again. next month. Next month, you get an extra twist. So uh, make note of that so I don't forget. Alrighty. God damn it. Two month injury. Two. This is a big one. All right. I'm using I'm using a lot of people next month. I'd Yeah, but at least it's not like coming into Starcade season for you like it is WrestleMania for me. Yeah. I think you've honestly come off pretty well coming out of that. Oh, welcome to the team, mate. Oh, man. Oh. Are you sure you don't want to use your, uh, nah, your block? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, some people are just snake bitten, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. All right. Uh, so so I've I've got to dip out of the talent pool four times here. <laughs> I like how you can't see this on the video, but Alex's tubs are very uh, scratch logo looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because I was riding it with the pen, and if I just did, went over it once, you could. You wouldn't be able to see it on the screen. <laughs> oh, so, I must ask, did you add the class of 2021 yet? I have, yes. And my a fair few of them were in there just because of our supplemental drafts anyway. Like Molly Holly. Uh, Eric Bischoff was already eligible. The only one I really had to add was uh, Carly. Come on, Carly. You've already got a made match there for him with Taker. No? No SmackDown 09 run? 09, uh, 08? I'd prefer not to, mate. Who did he win the title from and who did he lose the title to? Um, he won the title in a battle royal. The title was vacant. He lost it to Batista, I think. Yeah, that sounds right for about that time period. Yeah. Alrighty. Star drawing. Oh, well done. All right. God damn it. I... Another non-wrestler. <laughs> or is it? Uh, I guess so. All right, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> that's that's all right. You can do something there. 
Um, to be fair, the two people I just drew out have kind of similar names. Uh, you gotta at least you keep them for next month. You can't release them straight away. No, um, I think I'm gonna keep him. Ooh, I think I could do something with him. I kind of want he's one of the people on my short list, so there's two real big names on here that I want on my sh- that I really want. One that we completely forgot all about. Is that upside down? And the reason I released four people. There you go. Alrighty. He's bad. It's not good. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's a good one. Oh. God, I, I think I'm going to have to rewrite my show for next month because we've got a couple of people coming in. Well, yeah, I think you are. Uh... Like, for the theme of the show I'm doing next month, I think a couple of these people would fit in really well. Um, I am going to miss The Ultimate Warrior. I'm going to miss Honky Tonk Man. Gonna miss Jesse and Arnie. I booked some great stuff with those guys, but it was just time. It was just yeah. time. Ah, well, I suppose that wraps up another edition of uh, Fugs. So coming up next month, Federation's got St. Valentine's Day Massacre. What's WCW got? Yes, it will be the month of February to Remembruary. <laughs> As we've got living dangerously. What's the tagline for that? February to remember, Rory. Yeah, it's either that or this is the dance. <laughs> Still good. Yeah. Or What's F that you, from? F you, you're wrong. F you, we're right. Because <laughs> it is actually, as we're recording this, I just saw on the internet, it's like the... 20, 30 something year anniversary of the barely legal pay per view. And Bubba Ray tweeted about how it's the anniversary of that Paul Heyman speech backstage. Is that in um, Beyond Beyond the Mat? Yeah, coming soon to Wrestling On Style. Yeah, finally getting around to that after we've talked about it for so long. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good one. Ah, uh, so where can the good humans find you? Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style. And you can find Chris at... at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, the weekly wrestling wrap on YouTube, and using the RSS feed found the show notes below your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Let's test! <laughs> <laughs>